he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hello, and welcome to Bellatified, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement and just about anything else events. I'm Anthony Bellotti, your host, and I'm here as I am every week with the beautiful, gorgeous, the delicious Alex Apostolidis. Oh my God, you make me laugh. <laughs> you made me laugh. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we needed a little laughter, didn't we? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's yeah. been kind of a rough time. Yeah, you know, they say when it rains, it pours, and when it all hits, it hits all at once. It does. It does. You can't plan how things are going to happen. You cannot plan your opportunities, folks. That's just what it comes down to in life. You have to be ready when they come to you. Um, Maybe there's a fortunate few of us who, you know, things happen for them in a timely manner, the way they want them to, and life just works out. La-di-da. Good for them. But for most of us... (laughs) them yes (laughs) he says genuinely yes and lovingly and supportively (laughs) yes because you know for most of us they come when they come and you have to be ready to take them and when you own a business or when you're in the event world and when you especially now with you know the drought that we have felt for the last 18 months you want to get the work and take the work and get every take every opportunity that you get and so that's what's happening well and literally just this second if you saw my eyes look down i had the murder mystery people call me emergency can you do a show friday morning early yes amen make it happen yes the people the world needs more yes people Miss Alex, you know, more people who are ready and willing to just jump in and make it happen. And, uh, you know, that's really the world I think we're moving into anyway. It's so fast. The expectation is that anything can happen. Magic, magic can happen overnight. That's the expectation in today's world. And so, you know, you got to be a yes person. Good for you. Good time. Well, what yeah. time? What time? Uh, what time? It's um. Oh, it's not too early. Oh no, it's not too early. It's ten. Ah, in our time. Oh, that's like the afternoon. I mean, I prefer it at one in the morning, but ten ten a.m. will do. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, let's just for a second focus on that because you know most people are thinking, yeah, ten a.m. Like, grow up. It's not early, but here's it's the not thing. my time. Well, and even more than that. You're not going to be you at 10 a.m. You're going to be somebody else at 10 a.m. And in full regalia. Right. You know, exactly. hair has to be because I have to, I'm playing somebody who's really wealthy. So I gotta be perfectly quaffed and lips and eyes and dress and you know attitude all my, and all a, your attitude. Right. All the here's the good thing though, because I play the B person. And I'm cranky in the morning anyway. Uh, it kind of helps. It works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just draw on that crankiness. Make me do this before that, coffee. That's when all the stingers come in, right? right. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And that's what's happening now is uh, the onslaught of uh, requests and I do believe some of them are coming with the hope that there will be a meeting and that some of them are coming because there is a meeting or an event. Uh, There's a bit of both going on, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. I'm very fortunate in a lot of the things that I work on. I'm going to say 75% of them. Go to contract? Or go to contract. So I have been very, very fortunate. You have been. You really have been. <laughs> I have been. Yeah. I and and you know, then there's the ones that you we work on some months on that 
slip through the crack or, mm-hmm. you know, for one, whatever, go by. Well, it's amazing how some of the proposals that you spend the most time on, and we were just having this discussion before we started to air, uh, those are the ones that end up not turning into anything. Uh, and I have in my 25 plus years, I do have a few samples of uh, two inch binders of business that wasn't each for each piece of business that wasn't one. Um, that's sort of the gamble when you're in the event world, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but but 75% is a really good ratio uh, of book business. I wonder what D'Angelo's ratio is, and he does really well, too. Um, And part of that ratio is, and I hope this doesn't sound like a pat on the back, but it is understanding the client's needs, understanding the client's taste, understanding how to make their vision be come to life as realistically as possible and all that detail Mm -hmm. that's i think why you and d'angelo are doing so well is you listen you take notes and you're really trying to fulfill the needs and if they don't have creative ideas you are both able to pump them with ideas and give them solutions so i'm proud of both of you that's great it's not it's not Nobody's in the background applauding you for this work, mind you. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody gets to really say, oh my God, who's the genius? Who's who is the genius behind this selection? Nobody knows. I try Uh, to bribe Ileana to come to work with me and stand, you know, I'll I'll pay you. Just stand behind and pat me on the back and say, Good job, mom. But you know. Someday. (laughs) Right now she's too focused on herself, you know. I I should be anybody who's in my corner the most in my life it's her so she's a no no complaints she's the best yes she is seriously you and lee who else are you both been blessed who else do i know judy Mm -hmm. her daughters are beautiful and always have been and great yeah and the same about you and the same about tiffany lee Lee's daughter like you all been so it's it reflects on your motherhood you know I mean mean, it's not and it's not easy for some mothers to raise daughters it isn't you know I've seen it so you've done a good job anyway I'm off on a tangent D'Angelo's gonna like be (laughs) chiming in here So we're talking about events and we're talking about how busy are we are and some of the things that are going on. And uh, we have some book business now, live business. We're pretty much not doing virtual much of anything at this moment. And uh, that sort of um, raised a, sort of a, an epiphany for me that what's going to happen is I think those that offer that technology really well will continue to do it and uh, provide training, uh, uh, you know, communi- the, the connection for trainings and you know, internal meetings. But I, I do see live coming back in full force. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that the, the, definitely the hybrid space will definitely exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it'll be more strategic. It should be more strategic. Um, but right now, I don't, I don't see live planners, those in the ILEA world. I don't see many of them really going back to the virtual space unless, again, they have to, because I didn't have a sense in the last 18 months from any one that I know, and that's a lot of people who plan events and meetings that they were enjoying the virtual world. Everybody was exasperated. When I'm on site, and I know, I think this is true of many of us, and something comes up, a situation has to be resolved, uh, you know, we have to think quickly on our feet. 
we can do it with minimal stress because we're in our safety element, our comfort zone. I'm not saying that we're not technical, but if I have to solve a technical issue on the spot, me personally, I am going to be less inclined to be able to do it as quickly or adapt as easily the first time around mm -hmm. until I've learned what that entails. I see this, this shove of everybody going, yay, live, yay, live. And so it's this big, big wave of people saying, yeah, let's all go back to, to live. And everybody's super excited, as am I. I love being back on events. I love going back to my military client and being able to be there and see the kids makes me really happy. And then I think it's, it's going to, there's a little bit of ebb and flow, but I think it's going to even out and we're going to find that perfect calm in the middle where we're mostly live and the virtual isn't as scary anymore. And we're going to know when it's best to use that option. But the joy will come when it's no longer something that's absolutely forced. When we can go, hey, we can make your event even better by integrating this. And then right. it becomes just better all the way around. Yeah, then it becomes a real um, a tool to uh, enhance rather than just something we're stuck doing. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because the, the, those in the Generation Z sect that are, you know, now coming up in this world and are natives, you know, I wonder about how they felt. I think their experience was far less, with regard to the virtual engagement, was far less um, draining mm -hmm. than it is on us. Absolutely, you know? 100%. Uh, and you brought a really good point to add to that. When you are not in the live space with people, you do not have the benefit of all of that energy that comes together and makes the event glide because now you've bypassed everyone's other distractions in life and responsibilities. They are with you in person. They are with you in present. They're present. They're ready to go and they get it and they go. And that you don't get that sense when you're virtual. You have to be, you have to have back channels of communication set up, which are available. And then you have to trust and know who your players are. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because right now we're not at a place where the techno the technology is there, but the the ability to connect to it isn't as pervasive, isn't as available as we need it to be. You know, for example, somebody cannot take it while they're driving in their car on their iPhone. That's not appropriate still in the meeting space or the event space. Uh, the participants have to be present in and, and distracted by nothing in the engagement. And that's hard across multiple time frames. Number one, which we've seen done, uh, it's hard, um, and it's just hard to do on the same schedule as an in-person event. They shouldn't even be considered in the same plane and uh, space and time, you know, because they need to exist separately. And I think that's going to take some time for companies to wrap their arms around that. And honestly, this is my prediction. Those who don't start engaging with their virtual audience more periodically through the year, consistently and not email, that is not the way to go. And not an email newsletter, but something that's more meaningful. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be engagement that one time each year. It has to be holistic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think that some, you know, obviously companies, some are going to be ready for it, but 
you know, most of us, most of the smaller businesses will not be ready for that. You know, there's a camaraderie that you build when you're on site with somebody and when you're doing multiple live events. You don't, personally, I don't think you necessarily have that same camaraderie or it will take longer to build in the virtual world. So I agree with you, having those virtual um, engagements to help maintain that is important. So I like to think about it this way, and I could be totally off base. I'm an old fuddy-duddy, and I don't embrace social media like D'Angelo does. God bless him. He's great at it. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. But I just, I don't have the patience for it. So I often think about it this way. If Alex and I were to meet every week for a year and then stopped, would she remember me? Probably yes. If Alex and I exchanged Instagram posts three times a week, but never met, we just sort of knew each other, knew each other's posts through Instagram and had that relationship. And for three times a week for a year, we shared that engagement and then it ended. Would Alex miss me? I don't think so. I want to say that it depends on the platform and the level of engagement. For me, as much as I love Instagram and I love going and, and you know, looking at everybody's pictures and reading their little blurbs, it's wonderful. I have created those via Facebook with voiceover and I have developed some really great friendships that became, these people became very good friends. It took me years before I ever met them. So I, I think it depends, but we had something very much in common. You know, we had the common goal of the VO world. You were in a group. We're in a group or even yeah. not in a group, just, but yeah, but it was just the, the overall group of, of, right. of the VO world. Right. The commonality. Mm -hmm. The commonality. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you think you would notice in that forum, having not met people when they suddenly weren't there? Again, it would depend on the level and style of engagement and who that person was. There are people that I, pro I may not, or probably wouldn't. There are others. I definitely would remember. And of course, Anthony, with you, I just need one and I'm going to remember. Oh, you. <laughs> thank you very much. Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Um, don't stop. Don't stop. Uh, um, okay. That's fair. I, I, I think I, I feel that the, 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 what you feel and what you experience when you meet someone live is more memorable than having an even Facebook engagements with somebody. Like Absolutely. if people are unfriending me on Facebook, I'm not noticing. But if people were to unfriend me, when people unfriend me in real life, I notice. <laughs> That never happens. Oh, please. <laughs> I know. I love it when people say, will say to me, oh, come on, nobody doesn't like you. Or, you know, there's not a soul that could, you know, that doesn't like you. I'm like, oh, but there are many. Oh, yeah. There are many. <laughs> I do have a hard time believing that about you, but I don't about me. I think that, you know how some people just sort of the way they look makes you think, oh, I think I'm one of those people. Like, I, I think I just had that sort of that appearance that makes people wonder. RBF? I do have that. Yeah, I do have that RBF. I have to be careful. <laughs> slap, slap. Slap. Um, that off. You know, but I will tell you, D'Angelo, when I ran into somebody the other day and I, I made sure to keep my distance because this person does not like me. Hmm. So I'm like, well, 
we'll just keep we'll just hang back until that little engagement's done. And then I'll do I know this person? You very much do. Oh no, exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. And that's okay. Shoot. So when I was in, when I was in college, we did, uh, my friend Doug Tompos wrote a a review of George Gershwin works and cast six of us. And my, I had the song, they all laughed. And so I was doing the song. And then after the song, I got notes and my note was, they kept, everyone was telling me that I needed to smile in the song. I guess I kept saying, I am smiling, but I wasn't. So I realized I needed to smile back then. That was just about me. I don't know why I had to bring it up, but. Okay, pertinent to to the conversation. No, it wasn't. Not really. So we want to talk a little bit about AB5 today, just in passings, tell, tell you what's going on. Uh, there's a lot going on in California. Um, not much that I can tell you about our world. Uh, nothing's really changed uh, in terms of wait staff and you know flower, floral designers and uh, setup people. Uh, there, there's still some difficulties there. And uh, I can see the proliferation of agencies coming around that uh, specifically deal in human capital. Throwing that idea out there. It was an idea I had a month ago. I should probably just do it, but uh, not right now. Um, So uh, 10 more hours in the day. Right, exactly. Um, So newspaper delivery they have uh, newspapers have been given a moratorium they can continue to have their delivery people as uh, independent contractors for now uh, because of the newspaper industry and the fact that it's not doing very well so um, the senate has decided that they're going to give them a little carve out i just thought that was interesting because Mm -hmm. we have not been doing well either but I digress. Uh, the um, JD Supra Knowledge Center, a website I found online, claims that four California franchisees of 7-Elevens tried to sue the franchisee with the allegation that they were employees of 7-Eleven. So sort of like a reverse thing, if right. you will. The franchise owners suing the franchise, allegating that they are employees, but they lost because they're owners. (laughs) Thank you. But that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, You know, Proposition 22 did pass last year, 58 to 42, but the California judge has ruled that Prop 22 which only speaks to those app-based companies, not to any of us. Uh, A California judge has ruled that Proposition 22 is unconstitutional. But that response comes as a suit that was filed by the Labor Union Services Employees International Union, the SEIU because they're looking to add members to their ranks by forcing rideshare drivers, like all other industries that are unionized to become full-time employees and ultimately part of their union. Which is really sad because if you're looking to that as additional work, which many people, many of us are, right? We, you know, look to that as, okay, I can, I can supplement my income in this time of COVID in this time of reduced wages and sales and all of that. And now they can't because you can't work two full-time jobs. No, you can't. Uh, And that is one of the problems. In fact, uh, this other article, well, first of all, they're also talking about SB 6276. And I wanted to bring this up because SB 6276 is not a California bill. It's a Washington bill that's in the Washington Senate right now. 
And uh, the feeling about those, uh, about that bill is that it will as well restrict workers from choosing how they work. Uh, and uh, this article cited the loss of a lot of jobs. Why can't I find the darn number? It just wants to just roll off my tongue. I don't have it. So we'll just have to cut this part. And I'll just say that uh, SB 6276 is not a California bill. It's a Washington state bill. And of course, proponents of it are saying it's necessary to protect workers, but there is the other side of the coin and people who feel that workers' rights will be restricted uh, because it'll restrict how workers can choose how they work, like has happened here in California. Uh, it's been very difficult. And, and also the rates, the labor rates are at least 30% higher than they were in 2019. The rates, the labor rates alone, and that's because people have to employ what once was an independent contractor. And you know, I, I have to be clear about at least my stance on this. The purpose of this bill is not to restrict how workers work. That's what happened because of it. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the intention. It's to protect those workers who are classified as independent contractors and really shouldn't be. Now, we work with some of those people in our business and it's hard for them, I get it, but unless their independent contractors are independently licensed and have their own business ID, they have to employ them now. That's the, that's the loophole. Now in the technical world, it's a bit different because we're already paying technicians in some places, $150 an hour. So to regulate that world under these rules is, is it would be too difficult. Mm -hmm. It's just too much money. And those people really, they, they don't get to establish their own rates, but they do, they, there is an industry rate. Mm -hmm. And then if they enhance their skills, then they can start charging more. And that's all up to them. If they get a business license and they start, you know, they hang a shingle and they start advertising their, their, their services. That's the loophole. Otherwise you have to be employed. And there are a lot of those uh, positions like, uh, like, like a food server, for example, even at a hotel where they might have seasonal employees or part-time employees or on-call employees, those, all of those people now are employees, right? And in a catering company, it's got to be the same thing. If they were using independent contractors, now those people have to be employees. And that's hard unless you have 52 weeks of business. Well, there's so many other things too. When you you have uh, seasonal work and they're an employee, and then they leave, and then there's unemployment, and there's all all of these other things that weren't there before. Right, right, right. And uh, and when they leave, they may not come back. Mm -hmm. It's been, and that's sort of what what's happening now. Are you know people just don't want to come back to work. I just, you know, I, I get that there's a kind of malaise, you know, there's a kind of like, you kind of have to jar yourself out of this funk that we've been in. And I think we've talked about it here. I can see it in performances, my own, I can feel it. And those around me who are just sort of 
missing some of the small details that we have to go back and second, you know, look again and review again, when two years ago, we'd be like, top of head, top of mind, like it's all right there. It's been difficult trying to gain all that back. And now we're in a situation with the project that I'm working on where the my name is given to everyone. So now I get emails about this, needing this and needing this and needing that. And, and we're in a position where we're not even ready for that because we've spent the last five months reworking the plan, trying to figure out a plan that would accommodate what was requested as well as all the other things that we had to do. And it was hard and it's still hard. Uh, we are being, we are being, it's a very interesting situation being steamrolled when you have questions okay. that will help you to deliver what it is they want uh, in the most effective, efficient way. It's, uh, it's very difficult to serve people who don't want your expertise. Very interesting. a bit of a conundrum. Yeah, I think that's my conundrum. So I think that it's, um, it's time for us to find new, uh, new opportunities, I think, in this regard. And I have to stick to this because there is a certain human cost mm -hmm. when people don't sleep. And they don't, they leave it a job, which often happens when you have this kind of unnecessary stress. Some things you can't help, right? like COVID, but some things you can. And uh, when you are faced with those things that can change, when they don't change, it becomes tough and then you have to ask yourself is it worth the cost of people not sleeping of people not eating well a friend of mine who's not in this industry left a job after 15 years uh, she was the executive assistant to a, a man who I, I, I've not met the man, but over those years, I've heard enough about him to know that I don't want to meet him. Just an awful, self-centered, human, narcissistic thing, right? And so she finally found a better job. Well, she finally got the chutzpah to get out of that place and look do. for something. It's hard to do and find a better job that pays her more. And her last day was Friday a week ago. The next day, she was supposed to start a new job on Monday. The next day, she came down with bronchitis, sick as a dog for a week. I was like, Joan, I just gave your name away. Joan, your body was like, that's enough, Joan. <laughs> That's enough. Exactly what happened. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I, I must have caught something. I'm like, yeah, but your body was like, yeah, I see that thing over there that really you shouldn't be close to, but I'm going to suck it right in because you need to chill, girl. Well, it does. Our body does just say, okay, we're going to take, 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 take. Then you take a breather. And that's when it says, okay, now we can show you that you need rest. Right. You know, what comes around in the case of your body, what comes around goes around and the older you get, the faster it comes back around. I'm just saying the pains, the aches. I will not go willingly into that good night. I refuse. Well, yeah, you don't have to go into that if you don't want to. 
don't, please I don't have a choice. But... Please don't feel like you have to. Um, so AB5 is still, it's still happening. It's still around. Um, no new news for us at this moment. Uh, everybody knows how to, how to work around the, uh, the three-prong test. Uh, if you want to remain an independent contractor as an entertainer, and that's get a license, set up a business, set up a business account, and start running your life a little bit more like a business. That's not going to be possible for everyone, but for those of you who have built up your own product, your own services, your own abilities, your own talents, and can set your own rates and can manage yourselves on site. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility for you. So take advantage of it. And it's not a difficult process. I promise you, it is not. And it's probably a very smart thing in the long run especially in the event world, you know, we talk about the idea of having a personal brand. Well, nothing says a personal brand more than backing that up with a business because that will make your brand feel like something more tangible, right? You have the voiceover business, right? That's your brand. And when you first started doing that, did you feel empowered by that? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I remember when my my website, uh, which now is, unfortunately, it's down because it needs to be completely uh, overhauled, but it was up and running for a long time. All of my stuff was there. And when it first hit, when it first launched, I do remember feeling this certain sense of pride, like, that's me. That, yeah. That's my voice. That's all my stuff. They're my commercials. There's my demo. You know, there's my testimonials. And it's it's tangible, right? You can see it. It becomes something that is real. And it, and it sort of steps out of your mind and becomes a reality. So uh, I think if you're serious about wanting to be in the event world as certainly as an entertainer, as a provider of services, uh, then get a business license and become That's your brand easy yeah it's easy uh and we'll continue to update you if anything changes which we hope it will broadway opened yeah i'm a little excited about that even though i have absolutely no no um plan to be in new york and no plan to see any theater um, soon. But there's something that, I don't know, it, it, it's a little like a veil's been lifted. That it, it, I mean, Broadway is just this iconic part of our culture. Yeah. And especially if you're a theater geek, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're an actor or a viewer, whatever, but there's just something, there's an excitement about it even if you're not partaking, just knowing it's there. It's almost like the, the wheel has started churning again, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of sputtering, but it started. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I don't believe everything is open. Mm -mm. Uh, Come From Away, I think, is open. Uh, everything about Jamie is either opening or has opened. And there's a, there's a movie version of that. The, uh, uh, D'Angelo and I saw that in, in England on the West End, in the West End. And uh, it's a, a show about a high schooler who wants to be a drag queen. And uh, it's a really, it's a beautiful musical. It's really just tw twangs at your heartstrings all that through. Would, that would speak to me, definitely yeah, speak to me. Yeah, it's a great, that. very uplifting. Uh, yeah, I don't know that any, oh, Hamilton is, that's right, Hamilton is opening, Wicked mm -hmm. is open, love Wicked, yeah, which I've still never seen, 
Oh, my Lord. I know, because every time the opportunity came up, I couldn't. And I'm so sad because I love the music. I've sung the music. Well, next time it comes to Tiang. Yeah. And we'll go yeah. see it. We'll make sure you go see it. Okay. I think I've seen it like six times. Yeah. That was a favorite. So oh, my gosh. That, that and Avenue Q, like I listened to those two forever. Forever. Uh, the Lion King is back. Beautiful show for chillins. You didn't say anything about The Lion King. Well, no, I've not seen it either. And oh, oh I, but I have to tell you, it took me until I think Eliana was six before I even saw the animation because I'm a big sap. And anytime there's harm to an animal even in animation i don't handle it well so i never wanted to see it because i know what happens right everybody knows i've never seen finding nemo because i know what happens at the beginning of the movie and i just know i'm gonna cry it's 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 dumb i'm sure a therapist would have a field day with this about me um, probably yeah probably yeah, but that you know, but when I did see it, and the little boy to the right of me is crying, he can't died. He died, mommy. Don't let him die. And I start sobbing, and I look it over at my girl, who's a huge animal lover, and I'm thinking she's gonna be a wreck. And she turns to me, she goes, "It's just a movie, mom." So no, I have not. I could, I could, I could see the live action of the Lion King, probably easier. But I haven't had the opportunity. <laughs> yep, I'm sorry. It's how I am. And you know, it's beautiful. It's <laughs> it's, it is, it's who you are. It's beautiful. <laughs> Don't ever thank, go changing. Thank you for, um, if not not rolling your eyes, closing your eyes, so I couldn't see the roll. No rolls. <laughs> no, no, rolls. no, no, no. It's better than being a mean bee. This is true. You know, having I a soul that. and being, you know caring and empathetic you know that's good things it's good good things always so we're booking some christmas. christmas that's good to know christmas seems to be happening i'm curious to know if it's happening in other parts of the country uh because yeah isn't that nice i that's so nice i just i hope it happens for the first time, I hope Christmas happens. I can't even believe I'm saying I hope Christmas happens. I'm usually the guy who says Christmas should come once every other year. No. That was but visceral. Now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big to do Christmas. I know. It's a big to do. I know. Uh, Halloween is a big to do. And that's a bit more frivolous and fun. And there are no gifts involved. So it's easier. And then Thanksgiving, which is just about food, no gifts involved, also easier. Then there's Christmas, gifts involved, not so but, easy. But, but, well, I mean, I've already started. I already got one little section done because this year's going to be, it's going to be small anyway. But I started like four months ago. I had an idea, but it's all the decorating and the lights and the. There is just something that hits that is not related to gift buying or commercialism there's just something that hits at christmas time hanukkah whatever it is you celebrate but there's something about that time of year that for all the stress that may be involved i the only word i can use is magic for me it's magic hmm. again wonder... a big old sap no it's great it's that's great. I I think I lost my love affair with Christmas and the holidays ended. I'm not exactly sure when, you know, but I, I mean, I still sort of go through all the motions, but I just sort of see it as another day. And I'm sure that will change in my life when I'm not going through the same routine that I have been going through which I'm not looking forward to necessarily, but the routine will at some point change. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's part of why 
it's been the same routine for so long and it's not like it's a great routine anymore it's just that quite honestly my parents were sort of still stuck in that this is what we do on christmas the only difference is nobody comes over anymore <laughs> because they're older or they're not alive you know or you know they've they're young and they've got their family it's just it's very it's a very sort of odd place to be and we don't want them in the kitchen no. cooking all day but my father he's a bullheaded guy you know Taurus he will not not do Christmas at home as long as he can make that sausage it is on I have to say I love that about your dad though because it reminds me of my mom kind of reminds me of me you know, my brother keeps trying to get me to go somewhere, my oldest brother with him for Christmas. And I'm like, no, I love you dearly. Christmas is at home with everybody coming to me with all my decorations that I spend days and days putting up and the food that I spent weeks preparing. That's just what I want. And I I've think, been simplifying over the last couple of years. I have. But I do. I can understand that. You are the sister in the family. You're the you're the kind of you took over the maternal role, right? So, so completely understand how that is still your tradition. And your brothers probably are like, I want to do it. Oh no. Oh no. No, they want to come over. You no, wouldn't they, let them well, do one it. One doesn't come over ever. Um right. that and one. the the other one hates Christmas. So he wants to just take me somewhere come play and i'm like nope love my christmas nope. good for you yeah. i i think it's charming it's it's terrific it's great that you still find that joy yeah. you know it's great it's all you, about santa, all about santa. All about and not about the gifts it's about the magic i still believe in the magic of santa what is Santa? What kind of magic are you believing in? <laughs> I don't know. This year, something better, something real good might have to come along. Chan the Candyman was our oh, feature amazing. at the Bessa Expo. He is amazing. Oh my gosh, he's just adorable. Yes, he is. And uh, he makes the most incredible candy sculptures uh, from two inches in, you know, diameter to 12 feet. I mean, he just makes the most gorgeous birds and flowers and animals. And he's so terrific at a party. And he's worked for so many people. He can't even disclose mm -hmm. all of the people he's worked with. But the Kardashians, right? Uh, D'Angelo told me he's also worked for... Um, What's Kevin that? Hart. Kevin Hart. Four presidents. Four presidents. Dignitaries that shall remain unnamed all over the world. So, He's a great oh, guy. We got, um, oh, yeah. And, um, that's right. Thank you, D'Angelo. Hilton's, um, yes. Hilton's since Paris was a kid. Yes, he does the Hilton's party since Pali. And he's was charming. And he loves what he does. And he loves engaging with people and talking to them um yep royalty in dubai yeah oh five presidents we were wrong i was wrong not four or five that's a lot of presidents that's a lot that's a lot of precedents and um i mean he was taking kids would bring up photos of their dogs and he would from that photo create a very lifelike sculpture of their pet it's incredible. He, he is really incredible. Available through Bellotta Entertainment, Bellotta.com. That's all we got for you folks. Uh, that's our episode. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, if you enjoy us, give us some shout outs. Tell us you're here. Let us know. We, we get a little lonely. We do. So you can do that easily, bolotta.com, B-O-L-L-O-T-T-A.com. Go to the page that says podcast 
and you'll find it right there, a little box where you can just put in some stuff and it'll get to us. And if you like listening, give us those stars. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, five. Cinque. Ichiri san shigoroku. See, whatever she said, what she said. Of course. I like that. Wow, nice. Uh, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, and, you know, turn a friend on to us. We'll treat them nicely. We promise. That's it. We'll see you next time. No, maybe not. But you'll hear us next time. We'll, we'll be somewhere in your living room, in your car, in your office. In your heads. Always. Bye. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Bolotify, the one and only podcast about a lot of entertainment. No, let me do that again. Hello and welcome to the Hello and welcome to Bolotify. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bolotify, the one and only podcast. Everybody was exasperated by it. You know, we're people, we're people, people, if that makes sense. And so when I'm on site and something happens, vibrator one. There it is again. <laughs> it's it's gonna go off again in just a second. I'm so sorry, Dan. That's why she's giggling. <laughs> okay. Going back to being people people. <laughs> when I'm on site and I know I think this is true of many of us and something comes up.